This is Hackerman Bad Tenacity Good, the weekly cybersecurity podcast. I'm your host, Steve, and joining me as always is Jason Yeager. Jason Again? Yeah. You, know, you just keep showing up. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> I keep on showing up late. <laughs> Good thing it's recorded. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Well, Actually, so that's one probably thing. the reason why I show up late is because I know it's just recorded and I know we don't need the entire time. But yeah. also, it's like this morning, you know, it was like student of the day thing. So, you know, right. for good, usually it's for good reasons. It's not just what's the order, right? You're twiddling my thumbs. Uh, what's, what's the order, right? Uh, family, health, then work, or maybe even a few things in between there. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Like, you know, work is a part of life, right? I think there's a lot, a lot of those things were like, you know, if you're going and, you know, slaving away at a manual labor job every single day and, and you you have like this very clear separation between what you do at work and what you do at home. But now, like to me, home and family life and work yeah. are like the same thing because they're all, you know, like walk out of this room. Yeah, and I'm in home life. <laughs> it's all it's right there. Yeah, yeah, and in some cases, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you, you got one, or like sometimes I'll be like, "Get away! Get away! Get away!" <laughs> Toddler comes rolling in. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, well, anyway, speaking of work and things you don't want to be late for, actually, um, today we're talking about. You find yourself in a new DevOps role, or you've just hired a new DevOps role. The context is new DevOps role. What does day one, week one, and month one look like? Before we get too far into this, uh, we actually made a checklist for a lot of these things, too. So for folks who are listening, click the link in the description. You can just download all this. So in the meantime, I better, not, I better not say anything that's opposite of what our checklist says, should I? When in doubt, go with the written material, uh, because we also put Jason's name on that one. So. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure I'll I'll deviate from the written material just because that's what typically happens, right? Well, it's like anything in a textbook, right? There's what mm-hmm. you learn, and then there's reality. So, yeah, but, uh, you've, you've, uh, you've hired DevOps. It's certainly a bunch in the last year or so. Yeah, what, they just the name of that role and title has changed many times over the years. You know, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure at one point in time, this was a systems administrator. I'm not sure, but you know, like somebody will probably argue with me to the hilt on that. But um, I know that they are different, but you know, yeah, I've hired many of them over, over my career in various shapes, forms, sizes, and titles and capabilities. I found a really great like infographic of Googling what is DevOps type thing. And it's the spectrum, right? And like on one side it says dev on the other side, it says ops. And they've got like seven different job titles in between one and then the other. And I was like, so then like, how is this a job? This it's is not. This, 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 is a, this is a whole department. You ever noticed how everything is a gray area now? There's no answer to anything. It's like, well, it's a spectrum. And so like you've got this up, but you know, it's like everything is a spectrum. now. Nobody can be, bl- nothing is, I mean, maybe it was never anything was black and white and we were bogged. Maybe we were like, blind because we weren't we didn't have as much knowledge at our fingertips about every single topic like devops or insert everything else in there but yeah yeah, it's like you ask somebody you you can ask five different people 
what DevOps is, and you will get five different answers. You it's, might get six or seven different answers. You might, you might get, two, yeah, you might get one person that says, "Well, I think of it this way," but I know people who think of it this way, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's. Um, I wonder how much of that is just been, like you see this too with, um, and it's a running joke on like Reddit and everything like that, where a job description is going to require an outlandish number of qualifications, especially in the develop like the software engineer and the developer world where it's like you need to know like a dozen languages or those ah oh, we need a full stack engineer it's like no you need a whole engineering department actually or like you need uh five years experience in a language that's only existed for two years or some dumb shit like that but that's been that's been prevalent in the technology industry since i've been in it um for the most part people well in general, I don't think very many companies are very good at writing job requirement documents, right? Mm. Um, and then, the, then the, the, there's also there's also not all the requirements that go into a job requirements document are actual requirements for the position. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> because, well, and master's there degree. Are, <laughs> there, well, I know that there are examples of ones that are that are ridiculous. But, yeah. but, you know, a lot of uh, HR departments try to, um, they try to weed out a, a certain number of candidates that are, that are just not going to get approved. Mm -hmm. And so, um, <laughs> so, so they have, <clears throat> they have these tactics that they deploy to try to, you know, have the, the level of people that respond to their job requests be of higher quality. Hmm. And sometimes the people that write those things don't know what they're talking about. Right. And so they go, Oh, well, they, they, we need a developer that's experienced in go. And so they've been historically used to saying, okay, we're going to weed a certain number of people out by saying we need 10 years experience with this or seven years experience. And then they'll write that down. And then you can go Google search and figure out like, Oh, well, go was actually created after the, yeah. you know like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it was and you know so it's usually not a technologist that's writing it it's usually somebody that has a hat on like okay if i make this too broad i'm gonna have 500 applicants not 100 yeah and 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 i know that all of the quality candidates are going to be embedded within that 100 list and these yeah. are the people that don't pay attention to all the job requirements like when, like I don't know the last time I had to actually apply for a job, but the last thing I would do would be, would be pay attention to every single minuscule requirement that's in a job right. requirement doc. I would just apply if I thought I was good for the position, not whether say, I had a master's degree or not. If you're in, if you're listening now and you're looking to apply for a new job, uh, one, if you're in a DevOps role or a cybersecurity role or a cloud architect role, um, you actually probably don't need to meet a lot of requirements because there aren't 500 people applying for those jobs, right? They're, the, the, the market's fighting tooth and nail for that. But in general, to Jason's point, yeah. actually, it's, it's rare that we agree this often. Uh, but to Jason's point, I actually very much agree with, if you're applying for a role, no matter what it is, if you meet 50% of the minimum quals, just fire sure. it off. Let them fire tell you that. Like, look into the company. Are they a cool company? Do the people who run it sound like decent human beings that you can talk to every goddamn day? And if the answer to that is yes, shoot it off. Get to know them. You're going to have a couple interviews to, to figure that out anyway and, and move on from there. 
companies typically, well, I'm sorry, pe- people hire people. Companies don't mm-hmm. hire people, right? First thing. And people typically don't make decisions based on a checklist. And if they do, those are boring people you don't want to work for anyway. <laughs> like, I mean, can you imagine, like, um, that's an 18 month gig, man. You're going to be out of there. Quick. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can turn on the checklist and say, do they have four and a half years' experience? Check. Can, do, are, they, are they proficient in Microsoft Excel? Jason, <laughs> like no, what's going to happen is you're you're, you're you just got to get in front of somebody. You just got to get an interview, right? Yeah. And so something needs to stand out. And usually, what I tell people, like I was just talking, it doesn't even have it doesn't even have to do with DevOps. It doesn't have to do with a security role. My cousin, who's a history major, um, you know, found a, a, a museum that she wanted to work. And she, she called me up and we were talking about it. And um, she said, well, I, I'm applying for this role that I've never done. I can't even remember what the role was, but she had never done it before. Um, but she really wanted to work for the company. She's like, well, how do I explain to them that I can indeed, like, t- tell me what I need to know about Excel. That's what she told me. And I said, all right, you, let, me just, let me back you up. I said, you can learn you're you're smart you have a fucking master's degree you can learn anything you want in itself in my opinion you're going to want to go in there and tell them why you're the right person to work for the museum and it's because of your passion about history mm-hmm. and all of these other things and guess what whether you're right for the job that you're applying for or not if if you do that well they're going to find a spot for you and that's what they did they ended up figuring out oh well you're way overqualified for this thing that you're that you're interviewing for, but we need you here. And she got the job. And I said, just be yourself. Yeah. You love you put yourself out there, be yourself because people hire people and pretty much all the rest of it can be trained. I mean, you're seeing it right now. These companies like level up in tech, taking mm-hmm. people, great group, you know, that were, that used to be police officers or used to be administrative assistants or sales, you, you name it, it. Yeah. and retraining them for DevOps cloud architecture roles and they're getting them ready and they're getting them hired in most cases for double, at least double what the salary was that they were making before. You can learn all of the technical stuff. What people can't treat you or teach you is how you interact with other humans. Do you, you know, are you the type of person that's a, like a promoter? Like, yeah. or are you a detractor? Do you detract from a team? Do you promote a team? Are you a good fit? Do yeah. you improve the overall efficiency of the team or do you reduce it? Are you passionate about what you do? Aren't you? So, you know, I usually, you know, obviously we're, we're a little pre day one here. We've probably gotten into just the bullshit conversation, but you know, the, all of that's like all of the stuff that you're going to do day one, week one, day 30, you're going to figure out. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be, if you're passionate, just be yourself. You'll get the job and know that whatever comes at you, we're, there's never been a point in time where humans have been as smart as we are today. And it primarily has to do with this, hmm. the internet. And we're also the- dumb because of this, but, <laughs> but we literally, if you think about it, go watch an old movie. Imagine telling somebody from 70 years ago, 
that in 70 years, you will be able to get to the answer to any question you ever have within five seconds of having the question. Uh, imagine telling someone five years ago the phrase, oh, yeah, Wordle is just 2022's uh, sourdough starter since this pandemic started. Like just five years ago, Pretty that nice. sentence, everybody would have been like, what the my, hell? My family, <laughs> my family got mad at me because I called Wordle a big social experiment. And I have no problem with people playing it. I play Sudoku all the time, but I was like, just be honest about it. This is a social experiment. I mean, it's not, this is, it's, have you played it? Do you, are you, yeah, have played you played it? it? Yeah. Are you like played, super into it? Uh, I mean, I play it and, uh, a handful it, of times a week. So yeah, super into it. Yeah, I do that more no, than I no, do no, things I like Watch Jeopardy. Super, I would not consider that super into it. I mean, there were people uh, that had to do their Wordle every day for, and uh, now, by the way, they're gone. Say, same thing, by the way, Wordle can be, remember, what was that social media app that everybody, it was the talk of the town. It was the one where you, it was only talking. Um, oh, uh, um, oh and man. you joined groups. Yeah, you can't even remember it now. And everyone said, yeah, you'll think of it in a second. It's this was only list. a year and a half ago, Steve, maybe less. Everyone said that was the latest thing. Everyone was going to start using it. I looked at it and go, why would I use this? It's just a function of every single other app. Plus, like Twitter or Instagram or Facebook could create this feature in like, I don't know, three days. <laughs> Clubhouse. 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 God. Gone. Garbage. That, dude, garbage I app. Can't, I can't garbage in, garbage out. It's like it's it's the same. It you know we're you know you're right. It is like it's a so, world social experiment. How the hell did we get on this? By the way, this is going to be a fun one to post because you're just going to have to put. I don't know what this episode's about, but it was kind of well, funny. Actually, no, we've followed a thread pretty well, which is that like you're going to get into a position where you're looking to find a job or you're just starting a new job in the DevOps space. We even mentioned uh, Level Up in Tech, who. Broadus didn't know we were going to do that. Hopefully, he's cool with it. We'll put a link to his we stuff. Should, I'm sure, yeah, he'll be fine. Let's get him a back uh, link. I'm sure he'll be cool with and, that. And right at the beginning, we said, go download uh, this checklist. And I'm telling you again, go download the checklist because you're going to see details in there about what it's going to take. Are you a good member of the team? Ask questions. Get the lay of the land when you first show exactly. up. Be ready. Even if you're coming in with five years, 10 years, however many years experience, like you're about to work in an entirely new environment that's architected differently, that's got different apps, it's got different things to find out. And it's really about, I mean, this isn't even written in there, but I think you, you'd agree with this, Jason. No matter how much you know, check your ego at the door and get ready to learn it all over again with the way this team oh, does absolutely. it. It makes suggestions, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? Well, like, listen, I, think, I, have, uh, I have no tech a technical training from school or anything at all. Am I supposed to be surprised Every, by that? Right. Well, I do, but not, not from just a technical teasing. perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh listen, man, I there's a lot of stuff I can do just because I spent the time to learn how to do it and the information is out there. And I'm not saying I'm I'm, you know, the, the end all be all at this. I'm not I'm not the master. But um I, what I can tell you is you can learn pretty much everything. You're going to have to relearn it all and experience. And the IT industry is finally starting to get this, get this right. Experience trumps 
uh, education mm, or at least in IT, at least in IT. But, and I still, I'm still a proponent of college, not at the current rates that people are paying, but I'm a proponent of it because I think it helps people to uh, learn to think critically. And I, and high school and education in this country doesn't do a very good job of helping children learn to think critically and college does a better job of doing it. What it doesn't do a very good job of is staying relevant outside of that. Yeah. It's a matter of so like like, prices are too high and you know, it's, yeah. it's garbage, but, but critical thinking is something that people, um, I mean, look at the day and age we live in, man. Critical thinking oh. is hard to come by. Hey, I wonder what that is. I'll just look it up or instead of thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like coming right. to a conclusion without perfect information, which doesn't exist anyway, is a, is a, is a very difficult thing. And the current training environment, at least at the higher or at the secondary level is really more around, you know, fact-based uh, education styles. So, but we're getting into weird pedagogy. And all yeah. That well, shit. here's what I would say though, about, about that, the, the, the disadvantage that you have to understand coming into an existing company with an existing processes with things that are built right mm-hmm. um that that you weren't a part of building is that um you learn 80 80 of the knowledge about a system is learned through building it hmm. and so the disadvantage you see what i'm saying so like um, yeah i've just never heard it like that but yeah nick has a really good way of explaining it too but so um just take an example of you know our 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 application and take mm-hmm. one specific piece of our application like just the part that uh that takes all of this data here and does you know some sort of data transformation and puts it into here right just that one piece right mm-hmm. high level the person that built that will always know more about that or the the people person or people that built that system from the ground up from line one of code, from the blank uh, 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 mural board, uh, a diagram, we'll always know more about that system than the person we hire tomorrow and have them look at the finished mural board and the thousand line of thousands of lines of code that were written to, to perform that function, no matter how smart that person is. So because you learn... 80% of that knowledge while you're building the system. It's just this is the way it works. And so you really have to get in to the data, to the systems. You have to understand how they were architected, right? Which typically isn't just from a mural board, because let's face it, the documentation you're going to be handed is most likely outdated. Oh, and oh, by the way, that's not the company's fault because the documentation that AWS publishes and they're an $80 billion company, that's outdated too. It's just the nature of the beast is what we're in. So we you have fast. to you have to take all that documentation. You have to take all that code, whether it's Terraform code or, you know, the mural boards, the diagrams, the Visio diagrams. You have to get really into that. You have to understand. You have to formulate questions because, remember, it's not all accurate. You're most likely going to find out that some, oh, I got to, uh, how many times you heard this? Oh, yeah, I got to update that documentation. Uh, this actually does this now. How many times you heard that? And it's like, oh, okay. But that's fine. That's the nature of the beast, right? You, yeah. you review the documentation, then you get in to see if the systems match the documentation. Then you formulate really good questions, and most of them are whys. Mm-hmm. Okay, why did you do it this way? 
tell me why, why we made this decision. What was the, and then, you know, to be really good at what you do, I always try to tie things back to, to the business and the business requirements, right? And, you know, it's just like, those are the requirements. How are the customers going to use this? You know, whatever, whoever your end user might be. So get really in depth because you're already at a disadvantage if the system's built and, uh, and, and, and ask a lot of questions. Find the smart, find, there's a guy at every company or a girl, doesn't, a person, sorry, mm-hmm. that's pretty much hand their hand, hands in all of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, every company I've been, I've experienced this with, and I say guy because historically this has just been a male dominated field. So uh, far, this yeah. has nothing to do, but th- th- definitely I've, I've known women that are, that have, that are, that have this status in their company as well. But what it is, is there's a person or a couple of people that have had their hands in building everything that you're yeah. looking at. Find that person and ask yeah. them and, and just be a leech of their brain. Just sit, in that sit time. next to them. Take yep. a, pay for a lunch. It'll be the easiest 20 bucks you ever spent in your make, life. Make a, buy them lunch make repetitively. You yeah. do it, you do a weekly something. Find that person and say, Hey, I'm new. I just want to learn. I just want to shadow you. Whatever, whatever you can do. Um, but I can think of a number of times when that's been uh, very beneficial because you, at, and I know humans maybe don't think this, but humans learn better from other humans, not from books, oh, yeah. not from documents. We learn see, by by watching. Monkey see, monkey do. It's that right. we're the monkey in the monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> so get. I mean, ultimately, right? Get in there, come in with some energy, read everything you can. But that's just getting started. To talk to the human beings that know the best, right? This is week one. Yeah. Month one is continue and look for quick wins. Download the sheet. We got it ready for you up there. Quick uh, wins. Check out. What's up? Quick wins. Absolutely. Quick wins. Quick wins, which you can get. Those tools exist too. Uh, we're also going to drop a, uh, a link in there for level up in tech in case you find yourself just starting out this journey on the DevOps role. This has been level up in tech, Broadus, Brian, Broadus, level up in tech. All right. Well, uh, this has been hacker man, bad tenacity. Good. I'm Steve. That's Jason. Join us next time. We're going to bring in somebody who's smarter than us. Not too hard to find. We're going to talk about what the word observability actually means to a profession, uh, to a professional in this space. We'll see you there. That's good.